Song 41 right here on The Fuse 984 with Fat Lip. You can talk to me on 0701-984-984 and The Fuse 984 Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. If you're a farmer, farming family, if you're a farmer yourself or you just like agriculture in general, I'm going to be needing you to listen up because the Africa Food Prize is of course an annual award recognizing an outstanding individual or institution that is leading the efforts to changing the reality of farming in Africa uh, from a struggling to surviving and then even to a thriving business. Now, they, they actually offer a cash prize as well of 100,000 US dollars to celebrate Africans who are taking control of Africans' agriculture and the agenda, pushing forward for better practices, safer practices, and even more innovation as well. To be bold and to take control of the African economy, especially when it comes to farming. I want to know more information and when it comes to the African Food Prize and how you can get involved. So I'm joined in studio today with Mr. Boaz Blackie Kazir. How, how are you doing? I am doing very well. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. I wanted to know what is um, the Africa Food Prize all about? So the Africa Food Prize is a prize that recognizes and inspires people who have done wonderful work on the continent in the area of agriculture and agri-food systems. It's a prize that really intends to make sure that it brings in new actors in that space by going back into the history of Africa's agriculture, understand what has been done, what are the novel ideas, what are the new things that have been done that have changed the landscape of Africa's agriculture on the continent. And uh, it goes back into 2015, just to really start with the time when His Excellency Kofi Annan at that time, the UN Secretary General, and at the time when he was announcing the Africa Green Revolution, a uniquely Africa Green Revolution. And one of the things he was there to recognize was how do we inspire Africa? How do we make sure that we create a space that can allow people to be able to not only go back and look at what has changed the continent, but intentionally to make sure that we inspire those who can actually plug into that space. Mm. So, so it is hosted by the Alliance for Green Revolution in Africa, here based in Nairobi, headquartered in Nairobi. And it really looks back in 2015, 2005 actually, starting with Yara, Yara the prize when Kofi Annan announced the Green Revolution in Africa. And then in 2015, it was fully transferred to Africa as an African brand, as a brand that mirrors the Nobel Peace Prize, the World Food Prize, that recognizes distinguished Africans, uh, change makers in the face of agriculture and food systems. I really find it fascinating as well for previous winners because it's quite a diverse group of people, right? It's a wide cross-section of African society. I mean, the winners have been entrepreneurs, scientists, community organizers, activists, business leaders, and even policymakers. Maybe you can highlight some of uh, the key winners that have won maybe in 2022, 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe just allow me to go back a little bit because when the prize started, one of the fundamental challenges in the Africa's agriculture and food systems landscape was the nature and the type of leadership you know, that is brought into setting the vision right, making sure that the institutions are formed in a way that they can actually advance Africa's agriculture. And the first winner was the late Prime Minister of Ethiopia because in that time he set the vision for agriculture transformation in Ethiopia. He was able to design a statement and, and a vision that really says we will get agriculture transformed in the next five years. He established what you call the growth and transformation plan because normally you don't find such kind of leaders at the head of state level be able to write and consistently communicate the vision of Africa's agriculture. And since then, 
Ethiopia has become different. You know, subsequent leaders have built on that kind of landscape he has, he has established. So when you're talking about those who have inspired the landscape and you go into the policy and leadership, that's our best example. And he was recognized at that time. We've also seen over a period of time people like uh, Akina Desina, who is the current president of the African Environment Bank. And at the time when he worked with partners and institutions like the Rockefeller Foundation, people were able to see the kind of game-changing solutions, you know, inspiring, trying to work on the, on the continent and making sure that policymakers are able to put in the right policies, the right institutions uh, to be able to change the landscape of Africa's agriculture and Africa's food systems. And then fast forward, you have people like President Agnes Kalibata, the president of Agura today. In 2020, uh, together with Gabri Madin, Agnes at the time, because of her excellent work when she was the Minister of Agriculture in Rwanda, she was able really to change the face of Africa's agriculture and Rwanda's agriculture. And Rwanda was able to reduce food import bill from millions of dollars to almost become a self-sufficient in food production. And together with Gabriel Madin, who's now currently working with UNDP at the time, she was the the executive director of Ethiopia's commodity exchange. Africa did not have examples of how you find an commodity exchange that deals in agriculture. So these are names and individuals whose work has changed the face of Africa. Of course, we have so many people who have won. Uh, in the most recent past, we've seen Lindiwe Sibanda, who is current chair of the Consultative Group on International Agricultural Research. But at the time, she was leading an organization called FANAPAN, again, in the area of, 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 of leadership as well as science. And Kanayo Nwanze, who was the president of IFAD. And I'm just giving you these as just highlight examples. But there are so many people out there that have won the prize that have changed the landscape. In the recent past, we saw um, Catherine Nakalembe, and she's been doing very excellent work and working with NASA, really be able to use the satellite imagery, try to understand the environmental aspects and using digital information to be able to tell the kind of crop yield that are going to happen on the continent, and also to be able to put in policies that can actually respond to either weather challenges as well as climate change. So this is, again, using digital technology in the recent past to be able to tell the future of Africa's agriculture. So these are very good examples that we have on the continent. It's fantastic that you've actually talked about climate change. We're going to be getting into that conversation in just a bit. Droughts, uh, food scarcity as well, not just in Kenya, but around Africa as well. And do not forget, the Africa Food Price Committee is an independent body chaired uh, by former Tanzanian presidents, of course. So if you want more information, do let me know on 0701984984. And if you do have any questions, that is the Fuse984 Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Restless year right here on the Fuse 984. Myself, Anwara, and Nadia Favor. You can talk to us on 0701984984 on the Fuse 984. We have been talking all about agriculture, farming, and the way Africa is growing and changing, all thanks to, of course, the Africa Food Prize. We're going to be getting into more information on how you can get involved as well. As a farmer, as somebody who is into agriculture, like I did say, some of the previous winners have not just been in farming, they have been entrepreneurs, they have been uh, leaders in their community, they have just wanted to get involved in the conversation. Now, according to the World Bank, um, an estimated 140 million people in Africa are facing acute food insecurity. Uh, and this is a big problem. As much as we did hear the fantastic things that are happening, we still do see uh, the lack of access to high quality agriculture inputs uh, our own farmers face. We do see a lot of um, international 
international engagement as well as detriment to Kenyan farmers, to African farmers as well, right? Like an example in Kenya is a lot of companies will come in, but that's from foreign help and then have a face of a product, an app that will help farmers. But really, it doesn't actually give back to the farmers. I wanted to know from you some of the organizations that you're working with in order to help Africans really, truly grow Africa once again. Yeah, this is and and you will get this especially when we are talking about moving from inclusive ag transformation that has characterized the recent past to the food systems transformation. Mm-hmm. And if you rightly noted, we have a millions of people that are continuing to go great, even those who have food, it doesn't turn cotton. So there are really bigger concerns, not only because of food insecurity, but also nutrition insecurity. And that's why institutions like the, the Alliance for Green Revolution in Africa, AGRA, the Africa Food Prize, invests in creating the nature and the type of partnerships that you can bring in African homegrown organizations that can work to inspire and promote innovations, technologies that are already generated on the continent already. Let's just use the example of seed. You know, the biggest challenge is when farmers use inappropriate seed or, or the type of seed that cannot give you the right volumes of, of, of output, then farmers that are able to sell the less than what they could be put, put it on the market. So a platform like this and working with other institutions through a partnership creates an opportunity for farmers, whether small-scale farmers, medium-scale, large-scale farmers, be able to access the right type of technologies, the right types of seed, the right type of fertilizer, and be able to get the right type of knowledge to increase their production productivity. And the prize, uh, the Africa Food Prize, creates an opportunity and a platform to be able to know what is actually working, what is not working, and what is be- needs to be inspired more. And your good question of which are the examples on the continent that we've had. The African Food Prize has ever recognized a farmer's organization that is based in Malawi that has actually worked with a group of companies, a group of African-based uh, seed organizations and fertilizer organizations, but all about to relink them to farmers to be able to access the right type of seed in the right period of time, because you know agriculture is the seasonal best. If you don't bring the right seed in the right fertilizer during the right season, then you lose the entire season. And you know what that means to the farmer. They will just discard the entire agriculture, and therefore that's what we see in terms of lack of sufficient food production and food insecurity on the continent. Mm-hmm. So it's really intentional to make sure that we create the right types of partnerships, recognize excellence and be able to inspire those who can actually go into farming. And when it comes to getting governments on board uh, with this, because each country has different practices and different ways of um, farming, agriculture and all of that. So how do you get different governments involved in the conversation in financing, uh, you know, such, such dire, such dire, such a dire sector? Yeah. And I, I really like that question because as you really understand, every human being on earth requires food. And most of the things that are done uh, in different countries requires a lot of government intervention. There's what we call policy failures, policies that are not working to help growing the right type of ag- food for, for, for consumers, policies that are inhibiting or not allowing the markets to work or policies that are not even allowing some of the scientific uh, explorations to be able to work. So the work that we do with the governments intentionally is to help governments build their own capacity in the way they design policies, in the way they 
set the visions for the Africa's agriculture. In the way they execute programs, you know, in many countries, including Kenya here, there are so many programs in the agriculture space, but in some of them may not have the sufficient knowledge, the sufficient capacity, you know, this, the ability to use the resources they are able to have, be able to create the amount of food that they need. So the work we do is basically to help governments build that nature of capacity. You know, set the right vision that everybody can consistently make reference to that vision that we will more than triple our agricultural production in this country for the next five years. Mm -hmm. And you deliberately go and do that. And then beyond the vision, you make sure that you are putting in the right policies, policies that allow farmers to accept the right inputs, policies that allow agribusinesses to be able to operate in an environment that are able to pr provide services, including market services, including taking produce into the markets and other spaces. Policies that allow uh, in scientists to be able to really go into the research and produce the state-of-the-art kind of technologies that are able to be used by not only farmers but entrepreneurs. So, so our work in the government basically helps to build that capacity because it's a role of government. And lastly, the question of how do you bring more money and resources into financing and investing in agriculture. It's the prerogative of government make sure that Ministry of Finance are allocating the right amount of money to agriculture, but also to guide development partners and investors who want to come into that space. So it's the government which really opens that space. And even if, if government does not really show the areas of where you need to invest, then everybody will come and invest in areas that will not bring the right kind of things you are looking for. So that's our government's approach to, to, to building that capacity and making sure that they are able to account and report on the progress that they are making. Kindly send me your questions on 0701-984-984 on the Fuse 984. I'm very curious to find out how the youth has a play in agriculture. But for now, let's get back to the music. The more you grow up, the more you really understand what some of these songs are trying to say. And my, oh my, Crazy Town right here on the Fuse 984 with Butterfly 0701984984. And the Fuse 984 are how you can reach us if you have any questions, by the way, for the African Food Prize. Of course, you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It is a Fuse 984, myself, Anwar, and Nadia Favorite. We've been having a very interesting conversation about agriculture, especially in Africa. And then it gets me thinking about our youth. Um, with around 422 million youth aged about 15 to 30, 35, one third are unemployed or discouraged. I mean, another third are vulnerable employed. Um, and I want us to get more in, into agriculture, get into that conversation, because what we plan today is really for the future of these people aged 15 to 35. So how do we get African children, how do we get, well, African youth, to be exact, more involved in agriculture? Thank you very much. I think this is a very interesting question because most of the interventions or approaches that have been geared towards bringing youth into agriculture have failed because there has not been a clear understanding what is actually the binding constraint. What are the biggest challenges that the youth are facing to be able to engage uh, in agriculture? Today, as you've rightly noted, a big number of the population um, are out of agriculture, especially the youth. If you look at the average age of a farmer, today is from 50 years and above. People who are retiring into farming and yet, these are the people that we are supposed to be depending on producing the food that everybody needs. So that is not sustainable. I think the biggest challenge that the youths have faced is what we call lack of access to what we call productive assets. Youth have challenges in accessing land, depending on how 
they are they have raised been raised and 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 the kind of accumulation of their individual assets land is the biggest constraint because they either grow up in school and in cities that are not able to have the right form of land in terms of size and and location that can be able to engage them into the youth even those who have land the additional challenge has been a lack of access what we call finance money you know you cannot just have land and start growing a very 500 acres of maize and think you are going to get you need resources so a lack of access to money and resources is another biggest binding constraint and even with the combination of land and money the other biggest challenge has been what you call skills knowledge you know to know what to do when you wake up to be able to either go and start up a farm or be engaged in the other part of the agro business value chain because youth don't have to be actually in farming alone they can engage in other areas such as being in the trading business in a, uh, being an entrepreneur or even being into the manufacturing of 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 of, of uh, uh, agricultural machinery that can be able to use it in agriculture the whole of that value chain is where youth have biggest opportunities to engage and of course the last challenge has been the limited space and voice and this is where uh, uh, radios like capital radio is very very fundamental for us to make sure that you create space and voice for them to be able to inspire others those who have already gone into agriculture into farming into agribusiness into digital space of agriculture be able to uh, trade using digital technologies there are actually a few there are others who are willing to learn and be able to take up those technologies to be able to really engage in agriculture so we see that as a huge a uh, bottleneck for the youth to be able to engage in agriculture and that's why the interventions that platforms like the Africa Food Prize that like Agra are trying to promote and you're trying to create uh solutions for access to land without really having to bring a lot of of mortgage to access a piece of land or access to agricultural finance we work with financial institutions to be able to create what we call financial products that youth can actually be able to access with ease and be able to pay back and and those opportunities are beginning really to emerge and create space for the youth to engage in agriculture and we are really seeing a very good promising uh, trend and and that through inspiring and recognizing them would we'll be able to see the youth take up agriculture and i think the fantastic thing about the african food prize is um the impact as well that you've had on society yeah. if i know an individual or an organization man or woman or youth as well um i want to nominate them to get this amazing prize how am i able to nominate them The nomination process is is transparent is we have the website on the Africa Food Prize website and we have wanted to keep it digital because it's also part of encouraging people to go out and look for where this space is so you go to the Africa Food Prize website uh, it's very clear it's Africa Food web, uh, Prize that's that's the the website name and then there is a nomination guide you read the guide and then there's a form that you fill ideally you are supposed to be nominating the person you think is worth winning mm-hmm. we do not encourage people to nominate themselves we encourage people to really identify and be able to say that this person is worth winning the prize and therefore you provide in the all the necessary data it's a user friendly uh, platform you put in the name of the individual the work and you the nominator and more importantly what to try to encourage people is to make sure you put in the kind of impact of the work that person an individual and an institution has been able to make how many people have been affected because of the work that that person has done how many markets have we been able to create what is actually the 
the biggest impact out there that people are able to see. You got the area of environment and, 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 and natural resources, you'll find, and as you noted earlier, that the continent is faced with a lot of climate change. But there are people out there in the research, in the science, in the entrepreneurial space that have been able to create technologies, models, and approaches that encourage sustainable farming, for example, that encourage the use of biodiversity in a very friendly and climate-resilient way. So if there are such individuals out there, you should bring that data and you put in the impact that has been created because of the work somebody has done, either a woman or a man, young and old institutions or individuals that are able to, to, to qualify for this prize. So that platform is out there and we encourage people to go there and nominate their colleagues before the deadline. I think that is brilliant. Entrepreneur, scientist, community organizer, activist, business leader, policy maker, anybody in the agricultural field, I'm talking from helping with climate change, they've created an app that makes farming easier for you and your family and your Africans. Uh, all you have to do is go to africafoodprize.org and they stand a chance to win a 100,000 shilling prize to celebrate, of course, Africans who are taking control of the African agriculture agenda and narrative. Thank you so much for joining us. It is officially 12.03, all thanks to KCB Bank, the official financial partner for the 2023 WRC Safari Rally from the 22nd to the 25th of June in Naivasha. Dial star 844 hash today and get the leap on the KCB till is 522-533. Now to receive payment for free, fill the roar with KCB. You're for people, for better and this is regulated by the Central Bank of